Welcome to a very special episode of the Varangian Heresy Podcast. My name is Jody, as always, also known as Painting Chap out there in the digital war zone. Um, and tonight we have a very special guest with us. Uh, but before I do that, I need, I need to introduce um, my, my co-host this evening. And on my left, as always, or now I should say, not as always, but for his second episode officially in a row, uh, on his fence post atop the the mount of the the mound of indecision is the one and the only magnus how you doing brother i'm doing excellent Jody. glad Thank to hear you. it buddy glad to hear it how are um, you doing tonight i'm well, doing good <laughs> i'm doing good apart from the whole you know car dying stupid cables stupid 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 grumble 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 um <laughs> you know nothing overly important um but uh, yeah, otherwise I'm good, mate. I'm I'm doing all right. Had had some fun today, so looking forward to a night out tomorrow. So, because <laughs> I'm a grown man, damn it, and I'm allowed to. Uh, <laughs> we're missing we're missing Freddie. I mean, what are we going to do? Freddie's Freddie's out in out in the bush. Um, Luckily, yeah. Well, we've invited like, someone today. It we? is. It's true. We have, haven't we? And you know what? Freddie might be out scrabbling for the alcohol among the reeds. But we have someone who is more than capable of filling his shoes and probably his pint glass as well. But I don't judge. Uh, I'm not, is... not knee deep in a bush either. Well, there's a positive and negative to that, my friend. <laughs> we can always take that off. Eh? Um, as you can hear, on, on my virtual right, yeah, on, on my virtual right is a man who is a, a legend in the uh, in the community. He is a big part of what we do over here in Sweden, even though he is based in sunny old England. It is the one, the only, Mr. Henry Steele. How you doing, buddy? Hello, mate. Your your intros get ever more embarrassing and exaggerated, but I love them, <laughs> so don't stop. <laughs> I should really I should really do that tape of everybody for just do them as sort of like motivationals, shouldn't I really? I should get out there and record <laughs> some motivationals for people. Definitely. Yeah, motivational speaker of the year. <laughs> Everybody needs a little Jody just to pep them up. Well, yeah. that's that's what my that's what I used to say to my ex-wife, but she never listened. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's I can write that now. I'm, I'm much happier. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, this is true. Well, which one of them are we talking about? Um, <laughs> anyway, before we get down that route, Freddie's not here to badger me about it, so you know we might as well say it for next time. Um, we are doing something very special this evening. Uh, we are very happy and very proud to have you have you on and to be part of helping you get the word out on some very amazing things that are happening for you at the moment. So as I want to jump straight into that, but before I do, because I'm awkward like that, how you doing, man? How's what what you been up to in general? What's life been treating you like? Uh yeah, pretty excellently. I uh, I got back from the States a few weeks ago. I went out to uh Heresy Camp by the run by the RFI boys um mm. and had an incredible time. Um, I'd, I've never really been to the States before. Uh, and even though I was only there for a little while, um, I mean, I'm already sorting out to go back at least a couple of times next year. So I just, it was amazing. People were really lovely. Um, 
it was a an absolutely cracking week. Um, except for the so can, fucking mosquitoes. Yeah. <laughs> you can re- you can recommend it as long as you bring bug spray or all, all over body condom to protect you from the mosquitoes. Like there's, there's really no point going on. No one will believe how bad the mosquitoes were. Everyone will think this is hyperbole and we're exaggerating. Um, but you know, it was. Other than that, it was a, a phenomenal trip. Uh, the scene out there, certainly the the, the heresy scene, is is very very strong. Um, you know, all the guys that you've heard of, I'm sure most people here listen to RFI um, Radio Free S fan. Um, they're all exactly as lovely as you'd imagine them, um, if not more. So, um, phenomenal hobbyists. Uh, just yeah, I mean, I I feel very very lucky that through work I've. I, so many of these sort of international communities um, around 30K, but also broader hobby. Um, because I think one of the nicest things about our hobby generally, and, and by that I mean 30K in this instance, is it's, it's for me anyway, it's, it's never felt like this disparate global thing. You know, yeah. from, from the yeah. word go, I had people I used to chat with who were in Australia, who were in America, who were in... And there's certain people, there's, there's a guy, uh, Branton, who's from uh, New Zealand originally. And there was a period of about, I don't know, eight, nine months where no matter where I was in the world, um, <laughs> every event I kept going to or painting class I was running, Branton was there. And it was just normal <laughs> to see Branton at these things. You know, I was seeing him more regularly than I might see some of my friends, you know, that, that I grew up with and I, I go back to see now and again. So it's, um, it's really lovely to sort of regularly get out to see, to see the groups and, and to catch up with people and, and sort of that, that sort of quite, I think, quite a lucky community we have, really. I think as, you know, as, as adults, I think it's quite unusual to, to sort of be meeting these new people. I mean, we were in this fucking dorm, right, in the States. <laughs> so... It was a that's, that, that, let's be fair. That that's that's literally how every single slasher movies, yeah. slasher movie from the seventies started. You, so you don't you don't necessarily there's there's not I don't think there's many careers or hobbies or what in in life where you'll you'll generally on a regular basis be sharing a bedroom with men you don't know, right? <laughs> outside outside of for the first so couple romantic. of nights in the and, army, and, yeah. And, and, and so I mean, romantic. I'm, I'm bedrooms, not you know, just a room in general. You know, the the right. diversity side of the hobbies getting stronger and stronger, which is great. But in, the, in this instance, we had I think we had four or five of these dormitories that all slept like eight people, and but there was I don't know there was about twenty beds or so in each one. Um, but we, you know, the guys had done it so for everyone and and everyone could spread out and stuff and the the first night there everyone just without even chatting really everyone just migrated to the same one like a like a big herd of heresy sheep and we're just we're all in there there's 20 or something guys that have been having a few beers you know most of us not not small um just in this this dorm designed for kids um just just stinking and snoring up the place all night long but it was it was perfect because it, it really got you in that mood of um this is this we're here for a camp you know this is something you did as a kid well now you're getting to do it as a grown-up um and it's really good fun and i, I think we're seeing it a lot aren't we i mean we had quite a few of the guys stayed at, on site didn't they when we did the classes back in um yeah in the august didn't we yeah, yeah and then I know there's some guys up north in England who run a, a similar idea. Um, I think that they call it something like 
I think it might be called Heresy Camp. Um, and and again, I just think legends, it's, it? that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. It's just I just think it's super fun, man. Um, mm. So yeah, that was a very as usual long winded way of me saying I've had a cracking few uh, few weeks thanks to our community. And and if if our dear listeners want to uh, hear what happened in that room, and once everybody gathered and the lights went low, you'll have to find the Heresy After Dark secret recording. What, what happened? This is crit- which is out, uh, yeah, um, which is out, it's out there with the Christmas edition of uh, the Star Wars Christmas edition, and you know other rumored. Um, recordings of fable the recordings fable recordings exactly but i haven't, you know, I haven't no, listened back to that yet <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, i can't I, wait to, i, I can't don't wait think to. i ever will be listening back to that one if i'm honest that was uh... I, I i wouldn't for your own safety <laughs> plausible deniability don't say it, it took thing. me so fucking long to get over the jet lag it was ridiculous like Did... I, hey, I, so Henry, did you hook up with the Dolorosas? They were there, right? Oh, they were indeed. Yeah. Those yeah, lovely, yeah, yeah. lovely pairs of men that they are. <laughs> I was going to say, I've got, I've got the, I, I, think the yeah. I have to say the most serious question I've ever asked anyone in my life is about to come. So here it is. You ready? How cuddly is Ryan? Uh, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan is, so I'm not going to rank them on a cuddly scale. <laughs> Suffice to say, I didn't have one bad cuddle. When the whole time I was in America, um, but but Ryan uh, Ryan Ryan did me a solid. Ryan put me up for a few days. Um, you know, I, I, I'm sure I probably babbled about this on that that podcast. But as I say, I can't really remember what we were talking about. It was like two in the morning. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Ryan put me up for a few days, and then we drove down. But but you know, I can't I can't say it enough. Every single person was an above nice person to me um it was it was yeah. pretty it was pretty awesome man um thank fuck as well because you you couldn't go anywhere um, <laughs> you know <laughs> you didn't like them you were fucked um, and I, don't, I don't mean that there were things to do but you couldn't leave the building um, you're you know, in the middle of fucking forest flayed, flayed alive by these tiger mosquitoes <laughs> screw you guys i'm gonna go stand in this corner leave me alone don't look at me <laughs> um, so but thankfully there was no need for that but no yeah the, the delarose is a guy i know i mean i know you, you guys i i think you always send a pretty decent contingent over to the american events anyway so yeah it's always super fun when you you join the dots so you meet you meet people and you've got people you know in common. Um, and, yeah. and again, in our community, that can be someone from a completely different country to the two different countries you and the other person live in. Um, yeah, and everybody's and, just super friendly. And it's, yeah. it's amazing to see, see that part of the hobby yeah. and realize it, that it is the right. hobby is, is amazing compared yeah. to other yeah. like, things yeah. you do. So I'm also hoping, like, obviously, given the... Um, the recent change in direction with those guys, you know, I don't want to dwell on those guys too long. It's your podcast. Um, but uh, I don't, I really don't see it being particular negative. I think if anything, it could, it could be really healthy, um, you know, just to start introducing just some other side games or some other, you know, companies and things like that. Um, I, I think Heresy's old enough now that we, we're going through peaks and troughs. And I think we're always going to have that. Um, yeah. And, I, and I, you know, I don't think that's a bad thing. You know, imagine if you come back in six months' time, super reinvigorated for heresy. You know. Yeah, yeah. I get a bit of a reboot. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a bad thing. And I mean, dude, just the the quality of the table armies on show in that room yeah. was unbelievable. Was um, it Ryan, Ryan's gear? Most most of the tables were Ryan's, but then you yeah. had tables that were with done by Ryan. Were also done by people of phenomenal talent. Uh, there's a guy called fuck. I can't. Think, there were so many of them called John. It was either John Stanford or John Christensen. John Smith. It may be what they were both there, and they may both have brought tables. Actually, um, yeah. they're both phenomenal um, scenery builders and, uh, and hobbyists in general. Um, so you know that that couple with Ryan's boards um, was was immense. But it was all little things like the guys over there that stepped up to run the events as well. Um, people like Will, people like Cody. Um, and and uh, Zach obviously running um, yeah. something called oh, uh, Brews and Pew Pews, um, which was uh, <laughs> a sort of super heavy Mad Max drinking game. I think it's probably the easiest way to yeah. to look at it. Um, and he, yeah, remarkable. So yeah, really good. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I, I must admit, I'm, I've been unfortunate not to meet these guys yet, but I intend to fix that at some point. So uh, well, we I'm need very to get we need to get a few of them over, I think, to some Swedish events next year. I think, I think we good. need to. I think we need to uh, get you know them, you, few others, have an international throwdown of heresy and drink, and maybe so. not in equal quantities. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> you know what? Like, just one last point, though, to touch on. It yeah, was because yeah. I was teaching for four of the five days. I didn't really drink while I was out there because obviously I didn't want to be hung over or anything when I was teaching and stuff. And I was a little bit, you know, I, bear in mind, I knew no one in that room when I was going over there. Um, I'd met Ryan, obviously, because I'd driven in with him. But other than that, that was it. So I was thinking, well, I'm going to want to have a beer, want to have a beer or two, chill out and all the rest of it. But there was plenty of people not drinking and it wasn't, I don't know if you get it. In, obviously, you get it in Sweden, but I don't know what what you call it over there. But you know how, like in the UK, you can have a bit of that ladsy culture. Yeah, and and you know, it's it's something that's that perhaps in the past has put people off, maybe doing certain things, whether it's a sports team or a, or the hobby or whatever. But what was nice was there was booze flowing everywhere, but there was no, there was nothing out of control. You know, it was just it was a super chill event. It was uh, yeah, they did a, a bang up job, man. Everybody, everybody was good people, mm. Mm. and but no one touched the eggnog, which which was surprising. <laughs> it was like four why, liters why, of eggnog that didn't get drunk. Uh-huh. So. Why? Why wouldn't you? I mean, hell, why not I just pour it all over? Humidity, you know. Yeah, why not pour it all over yourself and at least you know maybe eggnog. yeah, yeah pour, <laughs> pour it all over yourself and maybe the mozzies would have left you alone. You never know. Who knows, mate? Who knows? Who knows? It's 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 one of those one of life's greatest conundrums. So let's get on to why we are here because, uh, you know, we, we've been talking off air and anybody who has been paying attention over the last sort of four or five days should have been seeing uh, not only our page, but a whole host of community hobby pages and podcast pages and the Cult of Paint page lighting up like some sort of numbered Christmas tree um, over some very, very awesome stuff that is on its way. So. I'm not going to say any more because this is your baby. You you need to deliver it into the world, my friend. So tell us all about it. 
I know I've just waffled on for half an hour anyway, haven't I? Um, it's yeah, all good. it's it's, <laughs> it's a ridiculously sort of yeah, exciting time for us. We've got um, two massive projects dropping in the next seven days, uh, less than seven days now. Um, this Saturday coming Saturday, the 20th, uh, when I think this episode will drop, actually, um, we're going to have the first. Uh, of our miniatures line, uh, Cult Sci-Fi will be released. Um, so this is a it's a project me and Andy have been working on for just two years now, just over I think. Um, essentially, we're producing a a line of uh, an ongoing line of fifty four millimeter models as a for, for painting primarily and you know and, and display. Um, go, going forwards, we're building a setting around it. Um, if you'd like to know more about that side of things, uh, then if you jump on our Instagram, we're putting up a ton of videos all about the project, the people we've worked with and the, the, the ideas behind it. Um, so yeah, if you give, give us a follow on Facebook or, or Insta, and if, if you're interested in, in finding out more about the models, but um, we're, we're super excited about that. It's, it's not, it's not a kickstart. It's nothing like that. The, the models are in boxes ready to go. They are, I mean, I'm jealous. I'm not jealous. I'm biased. <laughs> Obviously. Um, jealous is good. Jealous but, but I'm, I'm super, super excited about getting these out. We, we really, we couldn't have put more into this, this project um, from, from the, the concept through to the design, through to the, the everyone we've worked with, we, we believe are the top of their field. Um, and we're hoping we, we're bringing something pretty significant, quite unique, um, to what's out there at the moment um, and to give you an idea 54 mil if you've painted a primark um, you've yep. painted a pretty much painted a 54 millimeter scale model um, if you stand say magnus next to our first release anna um, i think they're pretty much magnus might be a centimeter taller or something like that we're talking heresy magnus here yeah heresy yeah. magnus not, yeah, yeah not safe. me and not not yeah. magnus not, not magnus, you magnus. yeah not flesh magnus not plastic no. magnus I was, I was going to say not Magnus or you know Hauntit's Magnus, but that really wouldn't narrow it down. We've um, all seen those pictures. Amen to that. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're pretty uh, pretty excited about about that coming out, um, and that will be as I say, that's an ongoing uh, range uh, releases probably every other month. I think we're planning at the moment, but we'll we'll oh, nice. change that depending on. Um, We've, we've got our releases planned. So all of season one is done. Um, we've got season two being worked on at the moment. Oh, awesome. So, uh, and this goes, so this all goes live. The miniatures go live on yeah. the Saturday, today, the 20th, and yeah. you can find so it. Go to at... cultpaint.com, yep. go to our store, and they're there. Um, awesome. They're, they're, they're ready to go. Uh, and for some got... reason, if you don't already have that in your browser, there will be a link to uh cult of paint.com in the show notes so for the love of god go click on them and go and have a look yeah, and buy so stuff yeah the, the website's going to be it. quite important going forward as well so we're we're at the moment we're working on our class calendars for 2019 mm -hmm. and we're going to try as much as possible to put every class up we're planning to do in 2019 before the end of this year so you'll be able to plan what you want to do um and we're also working with the venues and stuff to look at, at getting you know early access tickets and, and and all sorts of different things like that but we've it's been a very exciting year um but we're 
this is just the beginning. We're not we're not sort of sitting on our laurels with this. We're, we're everywhere we think we can make improvements, or we're being having improvements suggested to us. We're implementing them, um, and hopefully, you guys will see that next year um, going forwards. Uh, the guys in Australia will see it. That's the next batch of classes we've got coming up. You know, every time you come and do a class with us, hopefully, um, it will be even better than the last one you came on. Awesome. I have to say, yeah. I'm literally, as we speak, I am looking at the Cult of Paint website. And, dude, it's, it's fucking smart, doesn't it, man? Looks so <laughs> yeah. pretty. Fucking stunning. Oh, man. And now, don't, not only do I want to go and buy the thing in the store right now, okay? That's us. We're testing out the store at the moment. Don't order well, when that. We, when, we're recording, when we're recording, <laughs> which is Thursday night, don't do it. But as you'll be hearing this on Saturday, no, yeah, yeah. what on is Saturday, like, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do yes, please do. Joe, you right go, now. Go, 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 go spend anything, stuff. Yeah. Go buy minis because you'll be looking at this going, ooh, <laughs> this is awesome. And you can buy stickers as well, which is always a winner. No, you can't. Um, you can't like, buy stickers. Too. <laughs> oh, no. 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 This is the test time. Oh, fine. I'll just have to put it with buying 54 millimeter. Unique 54 millimeter miniatures there. Yes, fine. One of them. You get a sticker with each model. Put me over the top, mate. I mean, that, that's, all, that's all I required is, is the sticker to put me over the top. Nah. So the, the first two really got are, are the 54 millimeter Anna. So Anna's our main character for season one. Uh, she's this sort of badass explorer. Um, we're going to introduce her and her crew, uh, how they are in the setting, what their, their modus operandi is and, and all the rest of it. So over season one, you'll get to build her crew. Ooh. um we're also oh. so that's all digitally sculpted uh by a guy called raul garcia latour uh or latore I, I can't remember sorry raul um <laughs> who if you've if you're interested in those larger scale models the chances are you've seen raul's work um one of the reasons this project has come out at this date is because we wanted to wait for him to work on our stuff um you know uh you've have you seen that massive Gilliman? that's just been released yes. like the enormous no. one to do with like i don't know i have seen it okay so, so he's sculpted that um and also if you go and look at his instagram you'll see the original head he sculpted for it as well mm-hmm. it's beyond me why they didn't stick with that first head um and why they decided to switch it to the one they have done but the uh it's yeah, the, the guy's outrageous, like what, what he can do. Um, he's sort of, he's right at the forefront of CAD uh, ZBrush. Oh, nice. You know, that, so he's, he's right, on the edge of, right on the edge of the tech and yeah, skills and this, this guy's the Dom. Um, so what he's designed the entire of our season one uh, cult sci-fi stuff. So it's, um, there'll be a nice consistency design there as well. Um, and... Yeah, we had this concept art done by, by a guy called uh, Max Fitzgerald. Go check him out. Uh, Max's taxidermia, I think he calls himself, because um, that is one of his other hobbies. Um, he's, uh, he's bonkers. If you, particularly if you enjoy old school Warhammer fantasy artwork, go and check him out because he's, he's done some amazing stuff for people. Um, we then obviously yeah we had have Raoul do the models and then we've uh, we've brought in a few different artists uh, to do a bunch of color artwork for us and the one that everyone will be able to see at the moment by a guy called uh, Thomas Elliott who is a ridiculously talented uh, young man um, 
And yeah, we were very, very lucky to get him to do a few pieces for us. He's now, uh, I'm sure he, no, maybe he doesn't want me to say, but he's done some awesome pieces for us. Um, and then what we've done to celebrate the launch as well is um, there's a guy called Chris Clayton. Um, and you might, if you're a white dwarf reader or you follow Golden Demon or things like that, you, you might recognize the name. Yeah. Um, it, this guy's one of those, um, you, you want to hate him, but he's a lovely man. Um, he's, he's a phenomenal painter. He's a phenomenal sculptor. Just, just does the, does the lot. Um, and we wanted, he, he'd done this bust a few years ago that we absolutely loved. Uh, and we just, he doesn't really do that many commissions and stuff. And we just thought, fuck it. Let's, let's, let's try and hit him up. Let's see if he'll do something for us. Um, and we talked to him about the project. He loved the project and was like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll do something. And we're like, oh, fuck, right. Uh, uh, um, so in the end, what we've got to do is do a, a, a really quite a large bust, like a one twelfth bust. So you're talking, um, what's, the, what's the sort of comparison to that? About as, about as tall as a pint glass, something like that. Yeah. Um, nice. of, of, of bust of our main character, of Anna. Um, but that's, that's the only traditionally sculpted. Um, and when you look at it, you won't believe it's trad sculpted. Um, the guy's lines are unreal. The Christmas he gets is, is ridiculous. Um, and actually, one of the guys the heresy community might recognise, James Taro. Um, a lot of guys will, will use his uh, resin night add-ons and stuff. Okay. Um, he's, uh, he's done the casting of um, the bust. So nice. Um, if you if you bet buy one and you go, oh, I recognise this resin. That's because it's tarot stuff. Brilliant. Um, so that was great to get him. So yeah, that's the project, man. It'll be ongoing. Um, we're not giving up on it. As I say, we've we've put a lot into it. We believe in it. We just hope it'll uh, hope it'll take off as we we want it to. Um, so that's yeah, that's project number one. I was going to uh, say. It's going to be great. You know that, right? It's going to be. It's going to be absolutely. No, awesome. anything, but you know, we've been staring at it for two years. We love it, but it, this could just turn out into a hideously expensive vanity project. So you know, we've got to try and, and with with me and Andy sat with fucking hundreds of models that we. Oh well. well, let's be it's fair. At the, end, at the end of the day, you'll never run out of Christmas presents <laughs> ever. Um, but no, I'm I'm. I'm as confident as I can be. Um, and, you know, again, I think one of the biggest pluses we have behind us is you've got both of us enjoy the hobby in general, me and Andy. We, you know, we, we love it. But different areas of it interest each of us more and less. But between us, you've got someone that adores modelling, adores painting, adores the setting of a, a you know, of a release, the background. Um, you bring that all together and I hope you hope, you know, hope people like what they see. Um, Cause as I say, there's, there's pages and pages and pages written of this setting. The setting's only going to grow over the years. Uh, who knows where that will lead to. Um, but there's, uh, this isn't just some sort of off the cuff on a whim. Let's, let's design a generic sci-fi chick. You know, that's not the, uh, that's not the uh, drive behind this project at all. People yeah. will, will dig it. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be freaking amazing. Now, 
Now that's the teaser, like you said. That's project number one. That's that's kind of kind of the teaser, as in what we we're, we're here to talk about is the next part. Yes. However, it is also a massive part for you guys. It is massive, and as I said, that's our that's our business. That's our alongside the classes. That's our that's your baby. that's ours. That's our baby. That's our our product. So and that, that is going to be awesome. Now, now we need to start. We need to sort of talk about what you are here to talk about with us mm. in a bit more detail, which is project number two. So again, over to you, my friend. So this project, uh, incredibly exciting, came out of the blue. Um, you know, we were a year or so into the, the the miniature side of things. Cult of Paint had literally just launched as as Cult of Paint, um, and we get this this phone call from a a friend of ours in the in the hobby community. Uh, quite happy to sort of a big influence in the hobby community um and it's just like can you guys come up to manchester there's um there's some people i think you should meet and we're like okay who uh, and it was like harder and steambeck and we're like what so harder and steambeck are a german airbrush manufacturer um you've you've sort of got i would say three well-known manufacturers in the airbrush sort of industry that we're we're exposed to often um and harder and steenbeck are the european guys um based in germany based in uh, hamburg and they they were like what 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 do they want to what do they want to talk to us about and stuff like this (laughs) what do we do wrong (laughs) (laughs) we've we've used you know we've both been airbrushing i don't know seven seven years something like that mm. and we've used all of the three big brands as well as some of the smaller ones and the last few years we'd used exclusively we'd used harder and steambecks um yeah. admittedly what we'd done was bastardized them we'd taken the internals out of one and plugged it into another and and, and done all the rest of it to make our sort of our favorite configuration um but you know running the classes particularly the airbrush ones obviously we get a lot of oh what's a good airbrush what's you know what should we what should i buy um and we were always recommending harder and steambeck um uh, so we so may or may not have asked uh, you a few hundred times while you were yeah. over <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is it you know and and it's tricky with airbrushing because really i, I believe you should you should have a go with the brush you, sh- you should at least try and hold it in in your hand but i know a lot of the time it's just not doable so what you need and what I had to do when I first got into airbrushing was I needed someone I could trust to recommend me something, but not just from a sense of, oh, I, I would trust them to fuck me over and all that, more, <laughs> what, how do they hobby? What do they get out of the hobby? How do they paint? How do they talk about the airbrush? How do they describe it to you? And that's, that's when I picked up the first airbrush that I really, really loved. And, and, and as it was, it was Andy. Um, suggesting a, a harder and steambeck evolution to me, um, and it, it, it night and day, like all of a sudden, bosh, I was off. Um, so what we're we're hoping we can do with these brushes is we hope people can trust us in the sense of this is a a signature series of airbrushes from harder and steambeck. You know, we cult of paint aren't making these. We're not drilling them out in our basement. We're not producing them. <laughs> this is, you know, this is a. a It'll be fun to see though. But yeah, well, yeah. Dude, dude, the factory is incredible. Like the level of detail they go to on brushes is is insane. Like it's proper 
craftsmen. Um, but you know, this is this isn't our product, as it were. You know, this is this is harder and steam bets product. So, you know, we we feel very confident in recommending them. You know, because we love the brushes. We you know, we, we, so we're hoping people will will at least take some. What's the word I'm looking for here? Um, confidence in saying, oh, why are Henry and Andy recommending these? And we will explain that. You know, why we are. Um, so that's the original, the point. So we got this phone call, go up and meet Harder and Steenbeck. Um, and for, for a long, long time, uh, war gamers just, we didn't, we didn't airbrush, right? Mm-hmm. The only guys really in the, a, a, a hobby, even close to ours that were airbrushing were the guys doing like the scale model, um, like world war two stuff, you know, that, that, that kind of thing. Um, and you have people like Phil Straczynskis from, Forge World now, um, but if you dig old school uh, World War Two, World War One type stuff, go look at Phil Stashinskis' stuff. He used to produce. Um, it's you know he was he was the daddy. He was he was the new wave of of, of guys pioneering um, that type of stuff, and a lot of that was using an airbrush. Yeah. So airbrushing has never really been part of our hobby. It was you know, and and as an airbrush producer, war gamers were never really a and or a target audience um you know they produced it for t-shirt designers they produced it for automotive customs you know um the culinary world uh you know and, and the closest thing i guess to our hobby is um a lot of rc stuff so you know drones and and uh rc cars and, and things like that yeah yeah so for the longest time what, what we've always had to do is try and find an airbrush that wasn't designed for us um, and make it work for our, for our hobby. Mm-hmm. You know, you, everyone's seen the incredible results people are able to achieve with airbrushes. You know, whether it's the first time you use an airbrush and get a sweet base coat down on your army, and you go, "Oh my god, I can make might be able to be able to finish this in time for the event." Um, you know, to <laughs> you, you to uh, to well, I've got iron warriors. Well, I'll just put Agrax over them. I'm done then. Um, oh, but you know that, that that type do not, of do not perpetuate that myth. <laughs> that I'm tired of that uh, goddamn myth. Um, you know, to, to the guys that are producing, you know, these golden demon winning pieces, um, but they were doing that with tools that that were designed for for other things, um, and harder um, have begun to notice more people using them now in the tabletop gaming in the in the war gaming community uh, and our mutual friend sort of said to them um you should give these two guys a call they're um they, you know we think they're gonna, you know, gonna do well you know they they give a shit about this community that we think they're uh they're, they're, they're going to be someone to watch so they put us in touch um and we, we had a good meeting with them and it was really exciting to hear what they were saying about all the rest of it and we, we went through a few different ways they could support the community or support us or, or, or that type of thing. Um, and that was that. And that sort of was lovely. And it, you know, we, we, we got this early prototype back and it was, uh, it was the, the configuration of brush that we really liked to use and it, and it had our name on and stuff. And that, that was awesome. And a few people might've seen that back at the start of the year. We had a few pictures of that up on, on Instagram or whatever. Um, and, and it, it was fun and all of that, but it, it's sort of that that was all it was and then cult of paint started to you know get into its stride 
Um, please stop me, by the way, if, you, if I'm just waffling. So, no, go uh, for know, it, man. Yeah. Um, this is what we want to hear. <laughs> yeah. So we, yeah. it's, good to, it's good to get it out, right? It's all in your head. Uh, <laughs> so we, as we started to get into our stride, um, we started to to really sort of uh, validate what, what we what we uh, we felt validated in what we decided to try and do with this whole project um, with 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 Carl of Paint, um, and we sort of went back to them and said, look. This this is what's going on with everything. You know, let's let's talk about these airbrushes again. And they were like, and and we sort of said, look, we don't we don't just want to brand an existing airbrush and sell it to people. Um, we wouldn't have felt right doing that um, because we mm-hmm. could just say to you, no, Jody, just go and buy that one. It's there. It's in that box there. Go and buy it. Mm. Um, just because it's got cult of paint on doesn't mean it's going to be any different to the yeah. to the thing. And we we just didn't we just didn't want that from from the problem. So so harder sort of went well. What do you want? Um, you know what what what's going to make you jump in with us and get get something done? And and we we were shitting ourselves if I'm honest, right? Because so this was this massive company that produces these incredible brushes that we use and we're, we're, we're sort of wondering how far we can push it. Um, there's these two cheeky little cunts from, from down south that, that have taught a few people how to paint. If I'm standing in front of a tornado going, trying to take a piss and make it land on the floor, it's like, I totally got this. I've got this. It's okay. We got this. Shit. <laughs> yeah. That's a very good, very good description. Um, I have a way with you. Know, he, he who dares, he who dares and all of that. Exactly. Um, and and sort of harder, I think uh, the the guys who work with could sort of see, see this, and they and they just went. They look look. If you could make your dream airbrush, what would it be? Oh yeah, <laughs> like really? And they were like, just just tell us. So we, we sort of we looked at at the airbrush, and we looked about what we really loved about, and and in particular, we're talking about the evolution, yeah, uh, and yeah. and the infinity. But at the time, it was specifically it was it was the evolution. And we sort of went, well, you know, when when people ask us what, what brush should I buy, you know, this is the one we're pointing them towards. Is it the cheapest airbrush on the market? No. All right. But neither is it some 300 pound thing that you're never going to use the potential of in a million years if you paint models and all the rest of it. You know, so we were very sort of confident and, and, and quite obtuse about this. This this was the price range. This was the type of brush that was ideal for our our hobby um because the last thing you want to do is price people out of it as well yeah you know i think one of the first things you get people say to you when you talk to them about airbrushing is always isn't it really expensive there's all there's all sorts of arguments to that but but my my sort of idea is the the value of an airbrush used properly is phenomenal you know I, i i honestly don't think any army painter nowadays in the hobby should be without an airbrush it just doesn't make sense to me you have an airbrush you have a dry brush you have a good size zero you have a good size two mm. you're you're away and spend the money on those four brushes yeah you know don't don't waste your money on on all these other things don't don't buy a shitty brush that you're gonna one you're gonna hate because all you're gonna <laughs> do is have to clean it constantly it will then disintegrate when you clean it because it's made of all the cheapest most perishable parts um, you'll have zero predictability, you know, feedback from the trigger 
and all of that. And you'll go, oh, fuck airbrushing. It's a waste of time. This is exactly what I thought would happen. Um, you know, and then you've lost someone, someone who might, who might have gone on to produce amazing looking armies you could have gone and played against, you know, yeah. uh, one, one competitions mean, and all that. I mean, it's fair, fair, I just want to say, just jumping in quickly, as both Magnus and I can attest to, airbrushing is a thing. I mean, it's not, it is, there's, there's no two ways about it now in my mind. Um, I'm, I can't speak for Magnus, but when you've got an airbrush, you are doing yourself a favor. Like you say, it's one of the, it's now becoming rather than, rather than a, not, not a gimmick. That's the wrong word, but more, more than a fancy piece of kit. It is becoming a natural tool for producing models. A hundred percent. Producing armies and, and terrain and God knows what else. Rains are great. Yeah. Tables, scenery. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, you know, it, it, it's super versatile as well, especially, and this is a, a cheeky underhanded plug for what you guys do, especially if you go to go on a course where the guys know, they know what they're talking about and know the equipment that they're using, because that makes a massive difference. And I will attest to that off the back of our last painting course. Um, yeah. And, and like looking at the little, very little experience I had before I, Took the course. I still don't have much experience, but looking at how much models I can uh, put down the base coat and like the base metallics on for just one evening, and mm -hmm. making them looking really, really cool with so little effort compared to doing brushwork. I mean, good man. It's, yeah, just, yeah. Just kicking. Just getting. It's. It just helps you out and make stuff a lot easier and making the colors look nicer and smoother. And I mean, it's not, as you said, it's not a gimmick. I mean, everybody's getting into it, realizing that it's a much more efficient and better way to put down your base, base schemes and everything. Do you know what it so, reminds me of? Do you know what it reminds me of? And this, this is, it's time to show some age here, boys. It's where you go, where the hobby went from brush primer to, Raffle cam primer. It's yeah. that kind of it's that or, kind of jump. Yeah, or when G Dub brought out the foundation paints. Do you remember when they yeah. first dropped? Exactly. Like it was huge, right? Yeah, it's literally it's a jump in the hobby. It's another jump in the 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 process, the technology, whatever you're it's an evolution. Um yeah. in the hobby. And it, it's become it's become that because of guys like yourselves who have gone out, Henry, you've gone out and not only gone look here's what you can produce and we're talking let's let's be honest we're talking slayer swords and golden demons and medals from salute and stuff on an individual basis but here's how you can learn how to use it and we've like myself magnus i think there's i think everybody who's been on the courses that we've been fortunate enough to have you out here for have very few of them have actually picked up an airbrush to any great extent that i'm aware of and they'll shoot me for this afterwards if i got it wrong um <laughs> but they've come out of it with a knowledge that they didn't have before and yeah. been able to make that piece of equipment even if it's not the 300 pound brush but it's still a 150 pound brush which is a hell of an investment it suddenly makes it worth it mm. and it, it you know it's it's strange but it's just one of those things 
Uh, I hope you get what I'm trying to say here. No, I, I do, man. And I think, you know, we obviously we've been neat, you know, really deep into this for the last few weeks, especially with the launch very imminent of, of, of this airbrush Kickstarter. Um, but it, it's, you don't want to have to convince someone, right, of, of, of why it's good. I think a lot of times people can be passionate or a little too um, black and white about about airbrushing and i think it can get people's backs up and it can put someone off sort of straight away the one thing i i particularly talking to the other guys involved in the project to discover is it does mean a different thing to a lot of a lot of people for some people what what the airbrush represents is this potential to achieve great things right in the painting hobby right we're talking awards best armies all that kind of thing to other people it represents uh, an enjoyable technique right just a really fun yep. tool it's a cool thing to use right they are cool particularly our two look fucking awesome right but they are really cool machines i think anyway <laughs> yeah um, i can't disagree but, with you. <laughs> but yeah but then you've got guys who to them it's a way to get army ideas on the board they've got tournaments it's three colors minimum they need it on the can they afford a commission painter? Maybe not. What can they do? Right. I can airbrush. I can get this on it. And then you've got this other person where what the airbrush actually represents, and, and this this was put to me, this wasn't something I realized on my own, was someone talking to me about it, was it's about their time. You know, a lot of us have families or, or other commitments, and we have minimal hobby time. What the airbrush lets you do is maximize your hobby time, whether that's using it every time you do it or whether as magnus said a minute ago banging a pre-shade and base coat down on an army in an evening and then for the next few weeks you can pick away at it and all of a sudden it's it's not inconceivable to get a really nice looking army out in a matter of weeks or, or you know or a month or two yeah. um and it's okay. that thing isn't it is, is money's great you can go out and earn more money right but it's very very difficult to get more hobby time um, so if, if <laughs> you right. have to maximize your hobby time, and I think the airbrush is a, 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 it's a massively un- overlooked element to, to, to improving that. Yeah. Um, so it just, you know, we, we sort of use a, a phrase on the classes a lot of the time is, you know, airbrushing lets you get to the fun bits quicker, right? Yeah. Airbrushing is going yeah, to sure. let you get to the parts that you, perhaps you wouldn't normally spend time on because you're rushing to get things finished. Well, you're not rushing anymore. Yeah. You've got and a yeah, lovely looking pre-shade highline base color down in an evening. You've now got, you can now spend all evening doing eye lenses. You know, you yeah. can now spend all, all evening putting that extra transfer on your, on your shoulder pad, things like that. Extra layer. Uh, of that's that's not how there. I'd never really looked at it like that before. And I, I thought that was a really, really interesting point. Yeah. Um, I could totally, totally agree with that. And I, I whoever came up with that one, put it on a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, you know, so that's that's uh, that's sort of why we were why why, why we were always so fans of the airbrushing. So it's just like what what's what's your dream brush? So that's why we wanted to price it in that range because we thought that offered the best value financially and and and, and everything taken into account. So we wanted to base it off the evolution. Then we thought thought, thought to ourselves, okay, what what can you improve about about this design? Um, now the, the fact that the, the evolution, you don't need any tools to disassemble it, right? That's amazing. 
the fact that the nozzle's so easy to pop out and clean and get back in. You don't need to screw in anything. You don't need to break threads. You don't need tools. Nothing. You know, it's, it's a couple of pieces and it's done. And it's also big enough that it's quite difficult to lose. And I have lost many nozzles. Um, <laughs> dropping and they're gone. Um, so that was a really nice. So like, well, there's nothing we can really do there. Then we we sort of looked at it and we go, well, what, what do you hold on the on the airbrush? And you might have seen these these trigger grips that people have on some people's airbrush. And for some people, if they've got real bad issues with their hands and stuff, okay, I get it. They do make they do make sense. And if it's if it's the difference between someone being able to airbrush and someone not being able to airbrush, then I, I think they're fantastic. But on the whole, you will be able to achieve more with a traditional top trigger and and, and, and traditional double action top mounted trigger. Yeah. But that brought an interesting uh, point up, which was this idea of, of, of comfort. Um, and actually, one of the things I'm sure you guys have had it, I'm sure quite a lot of the listeners will have it, when you're doing a big painting session with the airbrush, you, it can get uncomfortable and it can get uncomfortable on the tip of your finger. It can get uncomfortable on, on your knuckles where you're actually bending your finger. It can get uncomfortable on your wrist. You know, there's all there's all sorts of things. You know, we're we're all terrible for posture, sat hunched over our desks doing, you know, doing our hobby. Um, so that that was all of a sudden we're like, well, hang on, we can maybe we can do something supports your hand a little better. So it enables you to basically to paint for longer. That's the point. To be able to 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 spend more time with your airbrush, you know, getting that army on the table kind of thing. Um, and in comfort. You know, not not having pain or discomfort or stuff. Anything that's going to stop you, we want, we want to try and remove that. So, okay, so what else is there? Well, grip. You know, people often say if I'm painting for ages, I get a bit sweaty. You know, your finger can slip off the off the top of the trigger and all that. And I'm like, okay, that's a good idea. So let's, let's look at getting some grip and stuff in. And all of this sort of led us to the thing that the 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 part that we would we think could be improved on the evolution was the trigger. It's the thing yeah. you have most contact with, right, with, with your finger. And then I won't, I won't go into sort of all the, the boring details on how we came up with the actual design for it. Um, but suffice to say, um, I very excitedly got this enormous box of triggers through from Hardware <laughs> and then sat there with modeling putty for quite a long time, designing all kinds of weird and wonderful different trigger designs um taking sort of all, all, all this into account me and andy running back ideas backwards and forwards and we came up with this design and the the whole focus as i say was comfort grip and control all right a lot of yeah. people are obsessed with this notion of having to have a minute needle and nozzle on their airbrush and that will mean they can produce something really fine and detailed whereas we personally believe that uh, in most cases, the person simply needs to get better at controlling their airbrush. Um, so we've always used, or we've used for a very, very long time, me and Andy, 0.4 needles and nozzles. You know, it's perfectly, they've won Golden Demons, layer Swords, all the rest of it. You know, they're, they're, they're good size. A nice thing about a 0.4 as well is you'll generally, you'll get slightly fewer blockages. Um, and also, if you like to use paints like Tamiya or, or other metallics, which have a big flake in them, um, they'll fire those through no drama. You know, so again, it's this idea of you don't want to be wasting your time cleaning your brush, right? You want to be painting. Why did we love exactly. the Evo? 
because we very rarely had to clean it. You know, as long as we were maintaining it between colours and stuff, very rarely did we have blockages, did we have to clean it. So we're like, that's awesome. We don't have to change anything about that. But the trigger will allow us to get even more control. Um, so that's what we did. We, we, we produced this trigger, sent it off into the post, uh, including some very technical drawings of mine, which I was probably laughed at by the Germans for. <laughs> Um, I was then sent back proper technical drawings. And at what point I was like, uh, sorry, guys, I think you sent me the wrong thing through. I'm uh, not, not entirely sure what this is. And they then had to explain to me what a technical drawing and what I was looking at. I was like, oh, right, oh that is the trigger. Um, <laughs> and then they... Moving on, moving on. They produced it, which, which was awesome. And, and then they sent... They sent it to us and we were obviously able to use it in its raw form. So it's unplated form. Um, and what was really nice was we had a few of those brushes at the class in Sweden um, oh, yes. and yep. we wanted people to use them. We said that and the first few hours, no one says anything. Right. And then someone's brush will inevitably break. Implode. Um, <laughs> and we'll go, Just use, use one of ours. Oh, no, 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 I can't. It, because again, you get back to this thing that people have this, this idea that these brushes are incredibly fragile. You know, I, I, I think I think some people are guilty of making airbrushing seem like this fucking ninja art, right? It's, it's only for masters. It's not. It's a metal tube, right? It's an incredibly beamed, produced metal tube, right? But it has a few moving parts. They're incredibly durable. Um, and especially if you're using 0.4 needles, incredibly durable it's just bloody hard to actually bend the tips on those um so what was really nice was as soon as sort of someone i think it was sebastian from denmark yeah. used it and i think as soon as someone saw us letting that maniac have a go with it um <laughs> yeah. and the paint flying everywhere um right. i think okay. people yeah people were more more keen to have a go and it was really lovely for us because obviously we we'd used the trigger we thought it was great that's why we designed it but to see everyone else having a go and to get that feedback from, you know, four, four days of, of heavy usage, um, to get the universally positive feedback on it was amazing. Um, and the nice thing now is obviously we've sent a few brushes out to people that, that we really respect. You know, we want their opinions. Um, and the feedback's been universally, you know, just them saying it's, it's not revolutionary, right? This isn't, we've not suddenly created some new thing, but what we've, we feel we've done is taken a very, very good tool and made it absolutely brilliant for our purpose, for our hobby. Yeah. Um, so we're super excited about that. Nervous, but super excited because you're putting your head above the parapet, right? There's a lot of people out there who want it to fail. There's a lot of people who want to shoot it down and pick holes in it, right? So you've got to be confident in what you're producing. And we, we genuinely are. Um, we wouldn't have done this project with Harder and Steenbeck if we didn't believe in it. Because as I say, it's not our product. We're putting our name on another company's thing. Um, and we and don't. It, we want people to trust us, you know. And I think it's, it's also fair to say, if you look at it, if you look at it from the other side, they have their faith in it because they've, they've sought out and yeah. been put in contact with and working with people who know what they're talking about. They've listened to you. And they've produced something that both of you are, are super, super so, happy. Yeah, and super. Proud of. But I mean, the nice thing is, as, a, as a, I can't stress so much that this, you know, this isn't just a rebranded brush. 
you'll see plenty of those. You'll see plenty of famous painters and all that. I'll have it's like golfers, you know, they'll have their, you know, their Signature name on their series. shoe. Or, yeah, you know, this these are new brushes for all intents and purposes. You cannot get these elsewhere. This is this is a new product. Um, and what was lovely was harder was clearly so keen on the project that they've now let us carder have developed some new needles for airbrushing and they've let us have these needles on these airbrushes for release so i'm pretty certain that these will be the first time you'll see those needles now as far as i know those needles will go into general production all right but the first time you'll see them will be on our product which is awesome right and i'm not allowed to why these needles are better um but suffice to say, like, it's ridiculous, right? It's, you know, you, you won't know this, Jody, but Magnus, okay. you, you've probably driven a car that's had more than two days' worth of life left in it, right? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> when, you, when, you get that, when you get that, that, that new car, when you get in a car with a, which has got that perfect clutch, which has got that beautiful biting point, where you're in complete control. That's what this airbrush is like. We we were playing around with it, and we're. <laughs> you, I think a lot of people who've used an airbrush, they'll put a model up that they've painted, and you'll get some snarky comment going, <laughs> "Airbrushed," and you're like, "Well, yes, and dry brushed and washed and painted with a paintbrush and all the rest of it." But no, no, you focus on that. That's fine. <laughs> um, you know, I, I did the pupils with the airbrush. Of course, I did. Um, but we sort of wanted to go, what we can do with it. And we were highlighting with this airbrush. Um, that's how much control is on it. Now, that's not me trying to be Billy Big Bollocks, all right? Me and Andy have airbrushed for thousands of hours, right? So it's, it's no different to, like, you know, a very good guitar player being very good on the guitar, right? They got that way because of practice, not because they've got some god's gift or whatever it's simply a matter of if you put the hours in and you enjoy it you'll you will get there 100 percent um but so what you said what you're what you're honestly saying to us is that obviously hard work persistence pay off with a great piece of equipment there is however no pick of destiny for airbrushes there is no there is no trigger of destiny no, no. Uh, Coat of paint airbrushing class. Yeah, if you come on that, you will. Uh, you're guaranteed to be incredible. No, it's not. You need to. You've got to, put, you've got to put the work in. And all we're trying to do, all we're trying to do is facilitate that for people. We're trying to remove barriers, right? Yeah. And those barriers are intimidation. You know, with the, what an airbrush is, am I going to break it? Just, no, you're not. You're fine. Oh, I've got to clean it loads. No, it's fine. Oh, well, I don't. It's expensive. No, it's no, fine. It's fine. <laughs> you know, just just pick it up and paint with it. Oh, I'm was it? No, just just paint. And once they're painting and they're not getting blockages, they're off. You know, our, our whole, you know, we don't write it over everything, but but what me and Andy's focus is basically to make ourselves obsolete. Um, you, you want everyone to be confident and happy in using using these airbrushes. Um, and the nice thing is, is harder of caught on to that and they've gone right yes that we're going to do that that sounds brilliant yeah so that's what this this project's become and what was cool was about halfway through they came to us and they said well look this is wicked we really dig this um our most popular airbrush is an infinity um now the infinity is a is a more expensive airbrush than the even night and day more expensive by any means um depending on what one you're getting stuff you're looking at I don't know, in the ballpark of about 50 pounds, 
something like that, 60 pounds different. I think I might be right. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> but, you know, you're not talking three times the price yeah. or whatever. Um, and, I mean, it is a shit-hot airbrush. Um, and they said, look, do you want to do a signature one of them as well? And we were like, yeah. Um, <laughs> fuck yeah. Give, give me a moment. Uh, let me think about it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now, that is the, the black one that a lot of people will have seen uh, on a lot of the social media. The Evo hasn't featured as heavily pre-launch. There's, there's plenty of it during, during the launch. Um, and that, that's just simply to do with little things like how well do certain photos come out. We'll, we'll, we'll use those. There's it's, it's nothing else more than that. Um, now, the, the Infinity is it's another level. Um, Evolution is a phenomenal brush. If I only ever use the Evolution for the rest of my life, I'd be a happy man, right? It's, it's a quality airbrush. It's indestructible. Don't Please don't. That's not legally binding. Um, <laughs> I, was say, I can hear the cries of, hold yeah. my beer. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's a very durable brush. It will, it will do, do the job. You know, if you, if you need something that you can just abuse the fuck out of and the rest of it, you, you can do that with the Evo. Personally, I think you can do that with the Infinity, but they probably don't want me to say that. So um, the Evo is a brilliant brush. The Infinity, I don't want to bore people with technical specs because that's another way I think that people turn off from airbrushing is you start talking to them about millimetres and, you know, buying points and all this stuff. They're gone. You've lost them. But this is a German brand, right? So what do they do? They, they, they're known for manufacturing quality. So imagine the evolution is a high-end car, right? Mm-hmm. The Infinity, it's, it's the M series. It's the Skunk Works. It's the AMG, right? That's the difference between them. So where the brush is, the, the first thing people will notice, the, the weight, the Infinity weighs fuck all. Um, and I think <laughs> that's the technical term as far as I know. So, again, if you're going to be painting for hours on end or you're working on a very delicate, you know, competition piece and stuff, it, it doesn't weigh anything. The, 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 the airline weighs more than the, the brush. Yeah, I just, I just want to confirm, I did Google that, and that is officially what comes up under the term fuck all. Fuck all. Sure. I don't, yeah. don't I mean, that's not the metric, so it might be different in the States, I don't know. But, I, don't, um, I, don't know I don't know what it is when you go out, go out that way, but, you know, it, it works. Very light. Very, very light. And... Um, <laughs> The this is still a 0.4 nozzle and needle, so that's still the same. You've still got the little four prong needle guard if you like it. Got no needle guard, doesn't matter, whatever. The infinity also comes with this really funky little thing, hard to do, which is like a tiny cup. So, normally, uh, not to get spec, normally you've got a big paint cup on there to hold the paint. Sometimes you're doing something and you literally need a dot or two of paint, right? Both of you paint a lot, so. You need a dot or two of paint. So you put that in your brush and inevitably you hit the side of the cup and you have to watch it dribble down. And then by the time it gets to the bottom, there's not actually any paint there now because it's just smeared down the side of the cup and uh, and all the rest of it. So what's really lovely about this tiny cup is it's just like a collar above where the reservoir is. So you're putting your, basically you're putting your, your paint almost directly into the reservoir, which is awesome. That's a cute little addition. Then when is it really it, wraps is it up. small, Henry? Is yeah, it smaller than the small cup that you get with the evolution? Yeah, this is this is okay. literally magnus. You know, when you unscrew it, imagine if you just screwed a metal collar onto right. that. 
because uh, you get two of the cups for the evolution, one small and one really big. The our evolution oh. will only be coming with the big one, by the way. Um, okay. So again, these these brushes, they're they're our signature series brushes. So they are they're what we use the most. They're what we like. We're not saying they're the best. They're saying this is what we did. They are the best, but we're not saying yeah, yeah. these are what we They're the best. we do. But it's you know, people ask, "Well, why has it got a point four? You know, we go because well, that's what we use. It's what we like to use. Um, yeah. So you know, and that's why it's, it's got the, um, the, the, the the cup size and stuff on it. But once you start to move backwards of the um, cup, that's when it starts to get really uh, interesting with the infinity. So you you basically you have a much higher degree of control over the trigger area and therefore um, how much you can control, how much paint's coming out actually, um, without going into loads of weird detail on it. Um, so everything backwards of the trigger and the trigger itself is, is a, a level up, level or two up. Um, you've got much more control over the tension um the machining is slightly different and you've also got this cool feature they have on the infinities where most people have, will have seen those more expensive brushes which have a like a backstop function at, on the end where you can either screw yeah. or push in a thing which which determines how far you can pull a needle back yeah. um, the idea behind that is if you're doing a really delicate thing and you don't want to accidentally slip and spurt all your paint over the model you set this little backstop and, and it'll limit the amount of paint that can come out. Um, they're they're really cool. They're really useful if you're doing like if I was doing say like a camo scheme or, or something like that. They're super useful for that. The frustrating thing normally with them is when you then clean the brush out, you have to unscrew the thing all the way back out so you can pull your needle all the way back and, and clean your brush out. The Infinity's got this function where it's got two set two like two presets, so you set it into where you want it so it holds holds the needle back where you want it and then with one click it shoots all the way back out so you can then just blast all the paint out of the brush so it's, it's super quick moving between your colors and stuff so again it's this notion of it's letting you do stuff more efficiently it's letting you do the fun stuff quicker okay, um, so, so those are those are the sort of headline um parts of the of the, uh, uh, of the infinity um it's also that's the, yeah that's the black brush the black and gold which obviously is our um cold paint it's, it's our colors um so yeah man that's that's the project and it's it's kick-started uh the campaign launches on the 24th which this goes out on the saturday i think that's the wednesday Yep, the, uh, I'll um, just double check just to be sure. It is, yeah, it, is the it is a Wednesday. Yep. Um, so again, if if you'd like to find out more about the project, um, you can go on our website. Uh, I'll give the link to Jody, which takes you straight to the mailing list for the uh, Airbrush Kickstarter. Um, or you could pop on our Instagram or our Facebook again, and we, we're releasing a bunch of videos about the brushes um, during the campaign as well. Uh, me and Andy are going to do more videos just on using it generally, but also we'll do a live Q and A, uh, either on Insta or on Facebook. So we'll take a bunch of questions beforehand and we'll sort them out, and then we'll go live with it. And if any more good ones come up in the live chat, we'll we'll talk about those as well. Um, awesome. But we're super keen for, yeah, we don't want people to be intimidated. Um, this is the first time an airbrush has been 
designed by people in our hobby, war gamers, for us. Yeah. You know, specific. We're not having to put someone else's airbrush here. This is for us. If it is successful and harder are taking a, a big risk on mm. this this project, right? This is why it's being kickstarted. Um, if it is successful, as I'm hoping, I'm quite confident it will be because I think there's the demand out there for it. Yeah. Um, they will continue to support us as a community. Awesome. We will be able to go to them and say, "Hey, look, we you know we really want something that can do this. Can you make this?" Oh, okay, yeah, okay, we'll make this. You know, if we <laughs> okay. we get people coming up to us at classes, going, "Oh, I wish my airbrush did this," then then we can be feeding that back. We will we will provide that direct line back to the producer. And us as hobbyists, in my opinion, we can only benefit from this. If it makes all the other airbrushes up their game, awesome. The more yeah. toys we've got to play with, the better, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, at the end of the day, it's, it's literally, uh, you know, a uh, car manufacturer brings out a new new car every, you know, with the new gadgets. Everybody wants wants to up their game to do it. And exactly. as drivers, we, we, you know, we benefit. It's, it's, not it's, not it's, you, obviously, because you just buy a 40-year-old. Don't knock Spartan. Don't knock the party Spartan. It is, this might be party Spartan 3.0, but it gets you from A to B growling like the beast that it is. It like no, it doesn't, Joe. That was the <laughs> exact problem of today. It did Shut not up. fucking get you from A to B or from it got anywhere. From, it from got me from A to B. It just didn't get me from B to A home again. Ah, that's true. <laughs> There, there's yeah. a difference. There's it's, a difference. Uh, it's a very, very, as I say, very exciting, very exciting project. Um, this is, as I say, so it's harder and steam bets. Uh, they're, they're kickstarting the, the Cult of Paint signature airbrushes. There will be a few little Kickstarter, um, what's the word? I don't really know how Kickstarters work that well. Like add ons, I think is the terminology. Oh, rewards mm, or things like that. Yeah. Um, but we've, we're not going crazy with this. There, there will be, you know, there will be some some what we think are useful add-ons. Yeah. Um, but at the core is there's these two brushes. There's not 20 brushes, and depending on how much you pay, you get a different one. There are two brushes that we genuinely believe are the two best airbrushes for our hobby that are on the market, hands down. Awesome. There's literally no competition. Um, so, yeah, super cool, man. Um it's worth noting as well, we we did want to do something with the Kickstarter to help with the DMD uh, raffle, Freddy's thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had all these things planned. Or I've even got some of the parts machined and all the rest of it made in front of me now. Um, unfortunately, we then discovered Kickstarter won't let you um, do things with charity. Um, so that is one of the reasons why at the raffle recently, some lucky fucker was in America. He has one of the prototype uh, evolutions going out to him. So harder, we're really good. And they were like, right, fuck it. No, we want to support this. Here you go. Have this, you know, let's get, Legends. let's get this out there and, and, and do it. Um, cool. So, you know, they're, they're, they're a good company, man. Like we, we wouldn't work with them if we didn't believe in them. If other manufacturers had come to us, we would have walked away. Yeah, there were times we there were times we had very good but very tough discussions with Harder, and they were the same with us. You know, this this wasn't just going to be some vanity project. Yeah, Um, you know, this was to to genuinely try and 
leave a little bit of a mark on on our, on our set of hobby tools a genuine sort of step step forward um so and we, and we yeah we've we've achieved that so uh yeah man check out the kickstarter um if you've got any questions we can't answer questions to do with the finance side of stuff because as i said we're not selling it um the Kickstarter is going to launch on Wednesday, though. That will obviously have all the details in, so the prices of the brushes and the things like that. I don't, yeah. as as of now, whatever it is, I don't know what those prices are. So all of those that are asking it on online, we don't know. <laughs> you have to wait for the Kickstarter to find out. Just um, looking forward to it as you are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. But uh, we we've been very clear why we like these brushes and why we think they are excellent value. So I'm confident that will that will feedback um so yeah if you've got any questions at all please hit us up on uh facebook or instagram um i'm sure if if you've listened to the podcast for a while you've heard me waffle on here on multiple Mm -hmm. episodes um we've got a good relationship with you boys now um we want that going forwards now anyway so if you do have questions if you decide to ask them to the Vrangian boys i'm sure it will get passed on to us I can, I can yeah, promise yeah. you that it will do. If yeah. you come through our Gmail or through the Facebook and you are, you've got questions for us, we will uh, route them to Henry and the boys and we'll try and get you an answer as quickly as we can. And also, um, like, and just know that... Yeah. Sorry. Go on, mate. No, go no, on, no, go no. on. I was, I was going to say, like... Well, I was going to say, we would, we will, if nothing else, we will direct you towards Cult of Paint, but we will do our best to get you the answers because... I can almost guarantee the questions you're asking are the questions we want answered as well. So we can, yeah, yeah, we will yeah, happily for sure. ask. For sure. And we're, and we're happy to answer them. You know, this isn't, we're not trying to be all secret squirrel with this project or anything like that. You know, we, we, we want to be upfront. We want to be honest with it because that's what we want from it. If we were looking at them, um, that's why we enjoy our hobby so much is because we've had people that we've trusted took their advice and it's benefited our hobby you know yeah. so what we're wanting to try and no. do is provide that provide that back so you know and we're, we're just paint nerds so if you want to talk about anything to do with painting just just ping us a message man we love it yeah um, i think it's, i think uh, one thing i do want to say i mean from again sort of to reinforce it from our point of view i don't know magnus yourself but i did de- i did manage to get my hands on it and have a play with it play with one of the brushes at the painting yeah, course yeah they I mean, I think literally the first, there was some choice words, um, <laughs> usually with, fuck me, this is light. Um, yeah, we've had a challenge filming the, um, so for the story to bat in, but the, the, the part of the campaign video, we, we went up to Element Games. Uh, there is a, a store in, in, in the UK, uh, third party game store, and they're actually the, the ones who facilitated this whole thing. Um, and we we did a load of filming, and we we took a bunch of people in and showed them the brushes because we wanted to get some reaction videos. Um, it was quite hard getting swearing in positive swearing. I'd hasten to add, um, <laughs> but for us, seeing that was amazing. Um, yeah. You know, because that's that's the reaction you want. You know, there's oh, there's yeah. no I mean, getting totally... away from this, right? We have also considered the aesthetic of these things. Oh, they're pretty. You know? This is I can't lie, they are pretty. They are oh, they're yeah. fucking yeah. Oh, yeah. so you know. <laughs> well, this is we, the thing. Yeah. I think literally I, I, I'm, without word of a lie, every time somebody picks it up for the first time, they're like, When can I get one? Yeah. Um, I want one of these bad boys now. And, and we so, want it to be yeah. able to give them to people. 
Yeah. Yeah, there's such a hype in uh, like our in the Swedish community about these these yeah. airbrushes coming out. So it's awesome. yeah, it'll be amazing. And to you see. know, credit credit again to Harder. Like we were constantly badgering them. Yeah, we want it. We want them, want them. People want to buy. Them, people want to buy. Them. They want the product to be right. So with this Kickstarter, it's going to run for I think a month. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. what normally happens. Um, but once it's over, your brushes are basically be boxed up and sent to you. So this this isn't a um, you know six months time you're going to see your airbrush. Twelve months time you're going to see your airbrush. Yeah. Um, the the factory is basically gone. Oh, you reckon you can sell a bunch of these these fancy looking airbrushes to war games? Do you <laughs> go on? We dare you. And if we <laughs> if we manage to do it, then they're going to front up. You know, it's it's ready to go. Um, brilliant, that's why, brilliant. Again, <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty exciting, man. And that that factory is fucking cool too. We're going to run some awesome. classes out of uh, out of oh, it next year. Dude, um, it's, it's, it's cool. It's it's <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we're in Hamburg. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, there's there's worse places. Oh yeah. Mag- yeah. Mag- Magnus. Magnus. Yeah. Road trip. Oh yeah. Road Not trip to Spartan. Hamburg. Not in the fucking Spartan. No. <laughs> no. Spartan Spart- is Sweden bound only, but you know, we'll, we'll work it out. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll make that shit happen. That's going to be that be absolutely baller. Thank you so much for letting me um, jump on and, and, and waffle on about that for an hour because uh, it's, no it's good, all, good to get it out, man. Um, one last thing with the cult of paint stuff. Um, in December uh, on the eighth, which is a Saturday, um, we're having a Christmas party uh, at Incon Gaming, which is in Cheltenham. Um, it's a fantastic venue. We've run a bunch of classes there this year. The owner Chip, wonderful man, super super keen to support the hobby and the scene there. It's going to become my local now. I've, now I've moved house. Um, so keep an eye out on that. We'll actually be looking to run regular cult of paint, just just painting evenings where it's not ticketed, it's not priced or anything. We'll just be there and just come and chill, and we'll all paint for an evening. Um, but we're going to run a, a Christmas party with with Incom and with the guys from the Geno Five Two. Uh, yeah. So Tom and Stu. Um, so it's just going to be a down Saturday. We're going to have open games. I think open gaming, maybe with a tiny bit of direction. From Tom, depending <laughs> how drunk he is, um, there'll also be we'll be running free seminars as well, painting seminars. But we'll also be there just to chill out and paint. There's there's guys coming that have done the classes that are just coming to meet up. There's guys coming who are bringing their stuff to paint. Um, we're going to have a a big painting competition as well to enter in the day, and we'll do the awards in the evening. Yeah, um, it's 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 either free. Or if you want to do a bit of gaming, I think it's like a fiver for the table or something like that. But go on, go on Incom or our, our, yeah, go on Incom's Facebook. It'll it'll be on there. Um, and then in the evening, getting a big curry in, getting the board games out, or, or all that sort of thing. But it's really just we. The third prong of what we do really is this idea of community building, and it's it's massively rewarding for us, you know, going around the world and seeing these other communities and stuff. But there's also it's great. To- it's doing at home too um so what we're wanting to do you know is is, is really dig ourselves into that that those guys and, and you're helping come out and, and they've helped us out so it, it should be a lot of fun um it's not 30k um centric by any means um but obviously with the geno link uh th- th- there will definitely be plenty of 30k action i'll be playing some titanicus um that's my current buzz for uh, for 30k at the moment 
Um, oh, nice. Oh, dude. Very so, nice. so excited. It's, it's, I'm, yeah, just, yeah, moist, very moist. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, hook us up with some pictures of your Titan stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah I'm just, I'm hoping. So, I, I'm moving house at the moment, but I'm, all my stuff's in boxes, but I'm hoping I can get my second Warlord done this week. Uh, and then it will be batch, yeah. batch the, uh, batch a couple of Reavers and Warhounds. That's me done for Astorum, I think. Uh, cool. move on to the bad boys. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I did use. I've done a bit more work to that one we showed a few weeks ago. Yeah, Gone back in and detailed that up some more, which is nice. Um, but those those models, man, they just look so fucking cool um, on the table. Like I'm so yeah. excited about the heresy events going forward as well. This idea of them bringing in Titanicus and all that kind of thing. I think it's fucking great, man. Oh, mate, mate, wait until we drop next year's schedule and plans. You're going to, um, what's the yeah. right phrase I'm looking for here? You're going to bust a nut. Yeah. So, I promise you that. that is, yeah. You're going to bust oh. a nut. And yeah, just, I mean, I said those... to you boys before, didn't you? I'm I'm all over the Swedish events next year. I uh, oh, can't man, wait. Don't, don't worry. The Swedish events are going to be all over you as well. <laughs> <laughs> that might include some danger if you're lucky. Uh, but I've just, <laughs> just, just for anybody listening, if you haven't already seen it, I've just shared the uh, event for the uh, Incon Christmas get together on our page, um, so it's out there on in our news feed. Uh, whilst we're whilst we're a Scandinavian podcast, it doesn't stop our listeners around around the UK and that hearing about it and going along. And if you're crazy enough, like I wish I could afford to be, uh, you and you want to go over from Scandinavia, you can always hop on a hop on a plane and go over and enjoy yourself. Yeah, um, I like to say it's, it's you know this is open to everyone. You know, bring bring family, bring your bring your you know bring your mates, bring your partners, whatever. You know, there's going to be. We're asking all the guys that have been on our classes and stuff before if they've got them, bring their armies along and stuff. So it should just be a real nice, just a hobby day. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. real trying to show off the best of our community. Um, you know, that so even if you can only pop in for ten yeah. minutes, have a have a cup of tea with us or whatever, it'd be lovely to meet you know meet new people. It'd be lovely to see if we've we've had you on classes before. Um, Cheltenham itself is a lovely old spa town in the UK. So you know, if you want to bring the fam do some christmas shopping and stuff it's a nice it's a nice day out there as well the venue is smack bang in the middle of town um and the best bit is by night it's an alternative rock club so once we've finished all the gaming and stuff <laughs> in the day it shall be getting the snake bites out um you know oh, sticky, classy drinking sticky floors and and all the rest of it it will be are you, uh, you going to go for the snake snake bite depth charges is the question do you, I do you so go I, for I used to, no no what i used to love growing up was i used to to add a, a blue wicked into my uh, snake bite black so i'd, I'd order my oh, snake mate. bite black two blue wickets and a half pint glass and you could mix up some lovely uh, lovely drinks with that yeah oh man i, I remember my time of uh, snake bite and black and all that sort of stuff oh jesus i mean australia uh, they put perno in it yeah but they're 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 a prison colony of course they're gonna put, the fuck? you know <laughs> you know i order a snake bite black over there tastes a bit funny oh that, and then you have two or three of them and you, you stand up and you go fucking out yeah well per- perno's a beast of a drink anyway so yeah, <laughs> that'll definitely screw with you. But awesome. Well, I'd like to say, like I said again, I mean, the whole reason you're on here and talking about this now 
from our point of view is not only because you're you're good dudes as, as in the cult of paint you and andy you're doing something amazing for the hobby and for what it's worth to those that are listening we are supporting you because we see what you're doing and we see just how good it is for the hobby um thank you coach goes back to that whole you know confidence and a bit of respect in there that you know we we you've got us behind you because we love what you do we're working together for that and that's why we are 150% if not more behind this kickstarter behind the miniatures launch and we just love what you guys are doing so thanks man i really do appreciate it you know so long's awesome but uh yeah dig what you boys do exciting times next year um, oh, yes. might finally throw some fucking dice which i think there might be some uh cult of paint dice in the kickstarter actually i had heard mutterings <laughs> about that as a as a cheeky little gamers love dice right so oh, yeah uh, we all have that crap but yeah keep keep an eye um keep an eye on the insta and the facebook but also keep an eye on the varangian one you know we're we're looking to work more closely with these boys uh next year um you know with event support and and, and all that sort of thing. i don't just mean sending stuff over but actually you know trying to uh to add some value to each each one of the awesome events that they run so well, uh, yeah if, can't if wait you're on site henry if you're on site that makes the event price look <laughs> <good>. <laughs> yeah. oh. so uh, yeah you stay on the line jenny <laughs> yeah that's all right i'll be here baby it's all good <laughs> Agnes, you can watch if you need to yeah uh, i'll just <laughs> listen quietly in the background and make moaning noises. Uh, well that, i tell you what there goes without being stuff to do <laughs> no, in, all, in all seriousness though thank you again henry for coming on um it's been a blast uh magnus you got anything you want to ask henry before we we toddle off no, I just want to say that we hope to see him next year coming to arranging either a class or just coming up, rocking up to an event or one yeah, of man. the scenes. Since we'll awesome. Thanks, bud. Can't wait. You're a, you're a top bunch of boys. Hopefully before Christmas, we can I'll jump on and we can have a chat about the classes we're planning for next oh, year for, right, the, for the seeds and your, um, your neighbors that you love to hate. Of course. Yeah. Well, that's just about everybody over here. So, <laughs> but yeah, for sure, man, we'll definitely have you back on. Well, I'm going to say that if that's the case, um, I'm going to say, because we're going we're to go out. This is a one shot. We're going to go out to our, our lovely theme music. So I'm going to say it's a good night from me. And me. Me. You get to say it too, Henry. You lost me. Have oh. I muted myself? Oh, God. Techno fail. <laughs> and it's a good night from. You can't get the stuff. I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you that time. Sorry, bud. Oh, <laughs> motherfucker. Right, that's it. Nope. You've Sorry, your, it's got to be as slick your, as the intro. You, you've, you've got your good night. You've got your good night. You've had your chance. Uh, so remember, guys, be hanker on in the streets, be full grim in the sheets, and don't try not to lose your head. This is the Varangian Heresy Podcast signing off. Oh,